This is 990WBOB.com, the home of internet entertainment. From Rhode Island to the world, 990WBOB.com. 990WBOB.com is an independent free media outlet. Feeling like Pitbull up in this bitch Dancing on my tiptoes up in this bitch I'm awesome Got me feeling switching my name Bob Awesome Everything else be the same Still risky biz For like 15 years That's loyalty kids Way to pull my beer Way to follow shift my gears Alright 990WBOB.com Thank you for that great intro by Adam He, he introduced us very well uh, Mo we got a great show for you today Noob Tap Takeover uh, I'm your host Ben Vandal but first, we have some breaking news before we get into anything. I'm going to kick it to my local correspondent, Moses Malone, who's on scene at Trillium in Canton. Yeah, I'm here at Trillium, Canton, and we have just heard a report of a man who was burned at Trillium, Canton. Yeah, that's, that's not funny. That's, that's no, it's not funny. But, uh, yeah, it, it happened. Apparently, a uh, there was a spill, okay. and he got some uh, liquid burned. Jeez. On him. Wow. You really <laughs> butchered this. You were kidding. <laughs> no, I told you I was going to botch that. Well, we have a great show for you today. Noob Tap Takeover. I am your host, Boston Beer. Benny, my co-host and good friend, Moses Malone, across from me today. I'm here in spirit. Uh, we are a weekly New England beer podcast. You can find us on iTunes, N-E-W-B-D. Also on Stitcher uh, or your popular podcast hosting facility, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, we're going to run down the tap list here, Mo, if you're ready. I'm ready. This I'm, is a quick I'm over list. that initial botching. <laughs> quick list of what's going on today in the show. We started off as uh, with what are you drinking in local releases, which is a good roundup of what you got going on at your breweries this weekend. We have a new social calendar today, Mo. We're going we're gonna to spread our wings. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. We have some July 4th prep. Brilliant Beer Minds with uh, our very special guests, Maureen Fabry and Robin Fabry of Craftwoods Brewing. They are the owners. Yep, yep. They're going to be on with us in the third segment. Uh, I'm very excited to have them on. Uh, we're off they, to a great start. Yeah, no, this is this is a little rocky, but and, no, we're all right. And the house cleaning items, and then we'll end it, as always, with show for the week. Mo, so we will start the show off, as we do every week, with what are you drinking? Uh, we got a turning point in the glass right now. I'm about to give you and pass it over to you. Uh, Dollar Texas. Ooh. It's a double IPA. I, I want it in a Razzle. Uh, Joe says it's awesome, so I pretty much trust him when it comes to that. Yeah, so it's probably but, uh, average. Yeah, probably average at best. Maybe like shelfer quality. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's supposed to be really good. Um, one of my Razzles that I won this week, I won two. Spent an obscene amount of money. Just no. was not happy. Nice. I, uh, I, I did I win a couple. Went to Proclamation this week. Nice. Uh, yeah, got some derivative, got some pale palette, had the best they had to offer. Uh, if you would, we'd like to play a local releases game here, Mo. We got three beers from each brewery. Yeah, You're going to play drink, age, or trade, as always. I'm up for it, man. You ready to start? We'll start in Exeter, Rhode Island, uh, at Tilted Barn. They came out with Propagator 17 this week, a Berliner Weiss we talked about in the podcast, mm. with passion fruit, pink guava, and peaches. They had an American... APA uh, with rotating hops called Violet that they came out with, and also uh, their flagship double IPA, the chosen one. I am drinking the Propagator because I mean, that's not even like a question. I need to try that. I yeah, want to try it. Yep, I need that. Um, I'm going to age the Violet. I, I don't know why. 
just because I need to. I need to trade one of them, so I'm trading the chosen one because that's got a little more swag. I think that's, that's kind of been like them, yeah. that's kind of been like my theory with this. You know, you want to trade the the one that has the most value yeah. to get you the most bang for your buck. I see what you're doing. There. So gonna, I would drink the one. The, yeah, the I mean, best I, one, I would I would drink all three of those. Unfortunately, that's not the game that we're playing where it's drink, drink, drink. You know, you put a little spin on it, make it interesting for the listeners. So True. You drink it, you age it and drink it, or you trade it to yourself. And then right. Drink it. I mean, we could just save time and just skip this segment. I'd just say I'd drink all these beers that you're going to give me. Cause yeah. that's, well, we got to fill some time. Yeah, we got to fill some time. Uh, we'll go to Proclamation, the aforementioned. Uh, they came out with Process and Progress 18, which is a delightful double IPA. Uh, Pale, pa- Pale Pilot. Mm-hmm. which is a first-timer for them. It's a pale ale, 5.6%. Delightful beer we had just before the show. True. And uh, one of our favorites, Derivative Citra. It's a rotating hop series from them, DDH with Citra. Um, I'm really glad that I, I, I did this, actually, you know, obviously before right now, but I'm glad that I put the Pale Pilot I would age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have it when it was super fresh, but yeah. you said it kind of needed to tone down a little bit. A little sharp. I yeah. thought it was light, drinkable, approachable like something i could crush five or six of um so i mean i'm glad let's age that for a couple weeks let it cool down um we're gonna drink the derivative citra because i'll drink anything with citra in it doesn't matter that's delicious and i'm gonna trade the process in progress being like a rotating series yeah you could probably get some good probably get probably get a good uh good return on that so yeah we'll travel north uh as many people will for july 4th we'll also move a little west to a lesser known brewery called foam one of our favorites in Burlington, Vermont. Mm-hmm. Three beers they came out with this week. The Fruit That Ate Itself, which is an American IPA they just put out. Mango and orange. I hear it tastes a lot like creamsicle. Okay. Uh, a famous one from them, Built to Spill. Great beer. And also another flagship for them, Experimental Jetpack. Both IPAs. Mm-hmm. Mo, drink, age, or trade those beers, please. The Fruit That Ate Itself? Yes. I'm drinking that. For sure. Also a name of uh, a rock band or album, okay. as they do with most of their beers. Nice. I, I, d- I did not know that. I didn't either. Um, Built to Spill, I'm going to trade that one. Okay. And then I'm going to age the experimental jetpack. Well, that, that was a tough one. Yeah, that, I mean, that it's, was a tough it's one. like, I don't, I don't know which one when it's like two IPAs, which one do you trade or which one do you drink and which one do you age? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but I got you. I'm going to trade the Built to Spill. Two more breweries uh, for many of you who may be heading south. For July 4th, we'll take you out to Connecticut, Salem, Connecticut. Yeah. To a beautiful place called Fox Farm. They came out with three beers this week. Uh, Burst IPA. Mo, I know you said you had a Bayberry. Yeah, yeah it was uh, delicious. I have a memory like a steel trap. Up yeah. They also have a beer called Gather, which is a German Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Kind of one of the beers that they do. They do some old world type stuff. And another beer called Ashlon that just came out, a coffee stout, which sounds delightful. Yeah. Um, everything I've had from Fox Farm so far. I'm so far, has been fire. Yeah. It's only been at Bayberry. They're the only place I've ever seen that's had it on tap. But I agree with you there. I don't. I hadn't seen Fox Farm before I started going to Bayberry with any kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the burst, I've had it, so I'm going to trade it. Um, I'm going to drink the gather because um, that sounds like a great beer that I would drink uh, at a memorial. Well, I would have drank at a Memorial Day party or okay. my Memorial Day party that still hasn't happened yet, so technically it's still a Memorial Day party. Take I could, two. Yep, I could drink it at that, or 4th of July. That'd be a perfect beer for that. And then the Ashlon Coffee Stout, I mean, you you kind of gifted that to me. I will age yeah, that. you got to age that one. Yeah, why not? One of the rare layups that I offer here. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> you give it to me, I take it. And we will have three beers from uh, our guest-owned uh, brewery here coming up, Craft Roots in Milford, Mass., 
the first one that I'm going to offer you, Mo, IPA times two, an 8% brawny IPA double, double dry hop with West Coast and New England hops they offer. Uh, two is Hop Mantra. We tried this before. DDH, mm. Mosaic Hops. They use five pounds of hops in the dry hop. Really, really good beer. Yes. And the third is the Blood Orange IPA. An IPA, you guessed it, fruited with blood orange. <laughs> Smells great. It was a little acidic when I had it. But, Mo, what are you going with? That's the one I'm going to be drinking because I had the first two and they were delightful. Um, but I'd like to try a different one. Um, so if Maureen had some of the Blood Orange IPA just kind of kicking around, I would take that off her hands. Um, I would trade the Hot Mantra because I think that definitely would have some trade value. Um being mosaic hops, I mean that's a super popular hop to begin with. You kind of have the gimmick of the the five pounds of hop. That's you know that's obviously a ton of hops, um, so it has a little bit of swag there. The IPA times two, I, I would age that one just again because I have to use that option. So, but I would also drink that one because that was delicious. So that is our local <laughs> releases segment. Uh, please heed our advice and get to a, a brewery before July Fourth weekend. Yes. Uh, July Fourth falls on a Wednesday this week, yep. so you probably want to. Whenever you're celebrating that, it might it might actually yeah, it's spread like out a weird, the crowds. When are we celebrating Fourth of July? That's going to be have to be a question that we have. I'm not sure. Is but, it going to uh, be on Wednesday? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it may be. Speaking of celebrations, Mo, I have a special drink for you. Ooh. Last week or last month on the show here, yep. Noob Tap Takeover, we talked about some shandies. Oh yeah, and yep, some I delightful summer beverages. Mm-hmm. Shandy, of course, being a lemonade, half lemonade, half beer. I have a great. Uh, celebratory drink for you okay uh it's called the bridegroom shandy i Bri- just found out about this today bridegroom bridegroom okay yeah, one word Interesting. um it's a refreshing celebratory blend 50 50 of champagne and beer Ugh. this is a real thing they said it works best with a bright saison or a sweet dark stout uh, I don't know about that. Well, I wouldn't think that it would work at all with a stout. I mean, maybe a saison I could give you. Yeah. I mean, put a smile on your face because we're going to be serving those at the Noobed one-year anniversary <laughs> coming up. June 22nd, Noobed hits its one-year mark. We turn one year old. We're going to go about 52 episodes this year, I think. Pretty close. Pretty damn close when you add them all up. So so we'll have some special guests on there saying happy birthday to Noobed, singing happy birthday to Noobed. Yeah. We're going to have a great bottle share. We're going to do all the great things. Great show for you coming up. Next, we do Noob's social calendar. We have brilliant beer minds, weird beer stuff. Stick around. Noob Tap Takeover, 990WBOB.com. WBOB.com. This is Noob Tap Takeover Mo. That first break, a little rough. Yeah, that wasn't my best work. We're like boxers. You know, you got to get the first punch in before uh, before you start settling in. You gave me a great pep talk in between. So, like, that was that was really helpful. <laughs> you know, you kind of told me not to throw in the towel. Yeah. Just keep plugging away, you know. But now we're going to talk about things we're good at. You know, things we got coming up this summer, Mo. Very exciting stuff. We're in the Noob Social calendar oh, right yeah. now. Um, first up, we'll go in chronological order, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Go the ahead. The Treehouse 6th Anniversary Party is coming up. Three full weekends in June. It's on Saturdays. I want to say 9th, 16th, 23rd. Does you that sound right? Yep, you're right. 
Uh, tickets were drawn by a lottery. We obviously did not win. <laughs> we did not. We're not bitter about it at all. The tickets are free, and when you're in the party, you can actually buy 10 8-ounce pours while you're there. Mm-hmm. They'll have live entertainment. They're going to have food trucks, which you can also buy. Each uh, winner was allowed to bring a guest, and they must bring a designated driver. Pretty cool rule. Yeah. that. Uh, that was, I mean, honestly, it was kind of surprising. Um, but great. I mean, that you should have a designated driver, especially if they're going to let you have 10 treehouse beers. Yeah. That, that'll put you on your ass. So Congratulations to Treehouse and everybody who won, too, on celebrating six years. Uh, they've been nothing but great to us, and I, yeah. I enjoy everything they put out. I saw uh, I saw them respond to a couple posts on social media too, because obviously when they do something like this, everybody's gonna bitch and moan. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't win. I deserved it. Yeah. Uh, I go there all the time. Blah blah blah. And there was one. There were a couple posts where they said uh, people won multiple spots. Oh boy. Like they won two raffles. Like they won the ninth and the twenty third or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. You can only win one. They said yeah. that before. Yeah. But uh, one of the I think it was Nate that came on and he said absolutely unequivocally there are not any repeat names okay so the, whatever they ran was fully above board they did it the right way I and mean, there's really no better way to do it yeah if there is a better way nobody's discovered it yet yeah i, I mean this kind of seems to be the the norm you know you you do a raffle you do uh you know you got to buy your tickets or what beforehand I mean, there's no other way to do it you can't have an eight hour line that's ridiculous yeah i mean unless you get special privileges like the new boys here for your next event well, what do you got coming up we are going to the We're Funked Festival uh, with Night Shift in Springdale. Can't you wait. went to this last year. Yeah, great festival. Yep, so this is on July 15th, Sunday, July 15th, 1230 to 430 at, it's in Walpole. The name of the place, I'm going to kind of butcher this, the pronunciation, I'm sure, but it's the Boylston Schulverein. Well, I don't I'll know. take it. It's a German-American club, I don't know, that's what it lists, and that's, I don't know how to say it, but Schulverein, Schulverein. Mm. Whatever, who cares? The breweries there are going to be the most important thing. I mean, you guys can easily look this up yourselves, but I'll run down my favorites. Almanac's going to be there, one of my favorite sour breweries. Burley Oak, Cambridge Brewing Company, Exhibit A. They just added Finback and Proclamation. Delightful. I mean, great, do you get stuff. do you get better than that? I'm not sure. They can try though, because they added Lost Abbey. Obviously, Night Shift and Springdale will be there. They added Sam Adams. They'll probably bring something cool to the table, too. Two Roads, Upland, Wooden Robot. I think that was one that yeah. you mentioned last year North that you Carolina. really liked. Yeah, great spot. Um, so, I mean, just it's going to be so much fun. I'm, I'm fully gassed to go. We got hooked up with some with some press passes from their mar- uh, their seller mistress. That's, that's yeah. delightful. Uh, great title. I mean, <laughs> I loved it. Her name's Tara. Um, she's also the marketing operations manager. Um, so she got in touch with me. Uh, the previous person that I was trying to contact no longer works for Night Shift. So it was like kind of a, you know, lapse in communication. But she stepped right up and she's like, you're good to go. Even when I kept adding people on, she's still, yeah, three people is fine. Oh, four people? Yeah, you're good. And then I added five. You know, five, Yeah, five, you're all set. So I feel like we could probably roll 15 deep if we wanted to. But <laughs> yeah. I, we're going to stick to five. So we'll, the, noob, the noob crew will be there and it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's a great event. And it's great to see not only the big name breweries come out, but do a style that they don't normally. Yeah, that's what I'm most highlight. excited about. You know, things that they're not known for. But everyone gets to, uh, to show uh, their other side, their kind of wild creative Definitely. side on this thing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and the third and final event that we will mention today comes from another big dog. I feel like we mention Trillium and Treehouse every week. But we have to. When you're the leader in the industry, that's kind of what we do. Yep. Uh, they 
uh, Trillium, that is, on their Instagram page, they released a very uh, ambiguous photo. Um, it was just a field of grain mm-hmm. with the date 8-4-2018. And Got the fanboy imaginations going wild. Uh, everyone was going crazy saying they're opening a new brewery. They're going to the moon that day. They're yep. going to start a new brewery on Mars. But it's not. <laughs> they're just doing a festival. Yeah, uh, just which, a festival, air quotes. Which they haven't released any info about uh, other than the ticket information is coming out soon. Another raffle we will not win. Now, this is what they're going to do. They're going to open up the ticket sales five minutes before the event starts yeah. and still sell out in 30 seconds. Probably. Probably. Yeah, and we won't win. No. But we're going to this. I'm pushing down the gates. We talked about this already. We talked about Crash and Treehouse, like just going there on a random Saturday and just trying to blend in. Maybe, like, they're going to have, like, wristbands or something. Maybe we bring scissors. We just kind of cut somebody's off when they're not paying attention. Yeah. That's... Sleight of hand. I feel like that could happen. We're going to this. Yes. We are going to the Trillium Festival. I don't care where you are. I'll get us press passes. So that is our new social calendar for the summer months. We will have an updated social calendar for you in July, I'm sure. Yep, definitely. Um, And we will have some highlights from uh, the July 15th. Sourfest when we come back. Mm. And then uh, Beervana's not even that far away. No, I know. You know what else isn't far away, Mo? July 4th. Oh, yeah. We that's... have some July 4th prep coming up for you. As we advised, we gave you a list of some things coming out of breweries we want you to go get. We will give you a show for the week if you can't make it to it at the end of the day. But, Mo, I thought it'd be interesting. Uh, this is kind of a veteran move, all right? I want to yep. know the top three food items at the July 4th cookout that you want and the beer you're going to pair with them. If you would lead it off with your number one food that you would like to uh, consume on July 4th, that you enjoy at a cookout, really. It doesn't have to be July 4th. I can absolutely do this. Uh, One of my favorite foods at a cookout, potato salad. Love me some potato salad, and Jess makes awesome potato salad. She made it this week when we were supposed to have the Memorial Day party. She's going to make it again for the the second coming of the party. Got it. Phenomenal potato salad. Shout out to Jess, friend of the show. What are you pair with that? Uh, PC Pills from Founders. Okay. I went with a shelfer there because, you know, if you don't have a chance to get out to a brewery, you're going to need something just, you know, run of the mill. Really great Pilsner. Uh, clean, crushable, um, very, very solid shelfer Pilsner. Just for something like kind of crisp, just kind of let the potato salad stand alone. That's a nice blue-collar beer, Mo. I yep. also have potato salad. Yeah, of course. I have salads in air quotes. Yeah, Pasta yeah, yeah. salad, potato salad. I love a good side salad. You know, that that's, makes me sound like I'm eating vegetables, but it's actually probably exactly. potatoes. Exactly, yep. I, too, paired a, uh, a pale ale or a session beer. I went with Maine, actually. Uh, Perfect. Maine Brewery, either Maine Lunch or Maine Peeper. Perfect. Uh, so we'll move on. Food number two, Mo, what do you got? I'm going hot dogs. you got to have hot dogs oh, at a cookout. Great. I didn't love go it. with a shelfer here. Classic. I went kind of with a big dog. you got to have a Julius with that. Yeah. Like, if you're going to have a hot dog, like give me that. That's when I want my IPA. I don't want to drink the IPAs all day. But give me an IPA with my hot dog, please. Yeah, when our founding fathers it. wrote the uh, the Declaration of Independence, I, that's what they pictured. A yeah, hot dog like hot Julius. dogs and Julius. Yeah. That's like what it was. My number two is kind of a uh, it's a cookout specialty. You don't get to eat it too often. It comes around the holidays as well. Taco salad. Love I like taco that real salad. lowbrow taco salad with Doritos and the Catalina dressing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, delightful. I don't like olives, but I, okay. I stand them for this. I kind of push them aside. You don't um, have to have olives in it. So, so with my taco salad, I'm going to have a beer that's lime-based, okay? But nothing like Bud Light Lime or something foolish like that. No, that's stupid. I'm going with the Key Lime Goza from Two Roads or the Dogfish Head Sea Squinch, which is another Love lime it. Goza. Great, mm-hmm. nice little salty beer. 
uh, from Dogfish Head, and the Key Lime Glows are from Two Roads. Tough to find, but when you do, it's a great beer. Definitely. Uh, uh, last last food, Mo. Last I one. went dessert. Is that a, that's cool? That's fine with me, I had man. To have, it's your, it's your cooking. You know how they, they make that fruit trifle? Yeah. Like the red, white, and blue. It's got like the strawberries, the whipped cream, the blueberries, that's all that stuff. Pure class. Yeah, yeah. So I want a sour with that, and I'm going to go with Night Shift. With the We're Funked, we're going to follow that kind of trend. Like that, that Ricky Weiss with the raspberries and the Great and the, the lime, that's what I want. Great one. I want a four-pack of that. Give me some fruit trifle. That is a great uh, great closer, Mo. Yeah. I'm really proud of you for that. That's I light. Went, it's delicious. My last food, I went with the big dog, the cheeseburger. I cannot wait to get a cheeseburger. You Definitely. cook out at the July 4th cookout as well. And I'm going with an IPA. <clears throat> Hell, yeah. My classic IPA that screams America's Fort Point from Trillium. Definitely. Give me straight four point. Give me Galaxy four point. Give me Vic Seagram four point. Whatever four point you got, I don't care. Yep, doesn't matter. I'll drink it with blades of grass in it if it has it. Yep. Um, they could release that. So those are our three foods that we're going to be eating July fourth week, uh, along with a bevy of other foods oh, that yeah. we'll be eating. Oh yeah. Uh, and the beers we're going to pair with them. We have a great couple of guests coming up next. Oh, Brilliant yeah. beer minds. We have Maureen and Robin Fabry coming up from Craft Roots and Milford. Stick around after this. Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com Renegade Radio. Threw that in for you. <laughs> Nine90wbob.com. You're listening to Noob Tap Takeover. That is the sweet sounds of Risky Biz. Mo, one of our favorite segments here. We have brilliant beer minds, and on the line from Milford, Mass, at Craft Roots Brewing, the two owners, Maureen and Robin Fabry. Guys, Welcome to the show. Us. Hey, sorry about that, guys. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I thought you were calling us from inside one of your tanks there. That, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> I usually am, but I made a special occasion today to get out of the tanks to talk to you guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Happy to have you here. Well, thanks for having us. So we're just going to jump right in here. Um, I, I, my co-host has been to your brewery. I have not. Um, just tell us a little bit about uh, your story. How did you get into brewing your own beer? Um, just give us a little background on yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, dial it back about 20 years ago, I started home brewing and uh, quickly discovered it was something I liked so much that I went back to brewing school in California, graduated from the American Brewers Guild in 1999 and started working for some different places in Boston for quite a while and um, started brewing professionally at brew pubs and also for a Western Mass brewery. Uh, right up till 2006. I think the best thing to say about Maureen, hi, this is Robin. I'm, hi, I'm Robin. chimed in late. I'm the one who made it squeak, squeal there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think Maureen should give herself a little pat in the back because she started brewing like way before everybody else was like into it. Like she was way ahead of the curve. I mean, there were a lot of brewers back then, but now everybody's jumping on. But she's been around doing it for a long time. She's saying I'm old, but <laughs> and smart. No, don't don't take that like that. That's just saying you're experienced. <laughs> so 
So at, at what point did you know? I mean, when you were you were home brewing, at what point were you like, wow, my beer is good enough. I should have a brewery. Like I should do this for a living. Like what what happened to make you get that realization? So I don't think that realization came first that the beer I was making was that good. I think it was more that this I found this. Um, the combination of all the things I love with brewing, right? There's food science, there's a little biochemistry, there's definitely physical labor. So for me, I was thinking more along the lines of, I need to apprentice and I need to work with people who are already great at this trade. And then they'll teach me and from there I'll, I'll start, you know, tweaking my own recipes. So I kind of took the other approach where I, I realized this is something I want to do for the rest of my life because I'm passionate about it. And I'm going to jump in and, and get the education and then get my feet wet learning from, from the pros first. Yeah, that's the way to do it, uh, and it's clearly working for you. You guys won fastest-growing brewery uh, in the country in 2017 from the Brewers Association. Tell us a little bit about... I know, wild, right? <laughs> tell us a little bit about what it was like when you got that phone call. Did you get a spike in uh, in visitors, or, or what was going on then? <laughs> yeah, I have to say it was a little surreal. So I got an email, um, and it was they were releasing the top 50 fastest-growing breweries, and we actually weren't number one on that list, but I think we are in, like, the top three or something. So it was like a preliminary list. So I took one look at that, and I wrote back the, uh, the economist, Bart Watson, at the Brewers Association and said, hey, I just want to check in and make sure I didn't throw an extra zero on my production numbers <laughs> that <laughs> I reported to you because it, you know, it just was a little, a little shocking to end up on that list because we're a fairly – uh, modest-sized brewery, it's a seven-barrel system. But, of course, that, that list was um, about, not about large breweries, it was about small independent breweries like Kraft Roots. And um, so across the country, there's so many like us, but for our little town to be number one was, was pretty cool, as number two was in California. But I think that the whole premise of the article was that this is what's driving the beer industry forward, as Maureen mm-hmm. would say. You know, it's not the big guys. It's these little guys that are keeping people very interested. Yeah. yeah. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. and uh, When I talked to Bart about it, he said the same thing. He goes, you're not alone. Just about everybody on that list of 50 looks just like you, little guys that are just getting getting started. Yeah. It's a great place, too, in, a, in an industrial park. you get a great open field, just the, the barrels mm-hmm. to drink off of. I When I went, I played Connect Four. I had some fantastic beer and just uh, kind of enjoyed the day. Uh, one, hey, of the, one of the things you guys pride yourself in is using a lot of local craft malts and uh, as many yeah. local hops as possible, and it really shows in your beer. You have a lot of a lot of the raw um, characters of of the beer. Definitely. Tell us a little bit about why that's so important to you and kind of how you stick to those guidelines. Yeah, for sure. So we're a hundred percent on local craft malt. So we source that from Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, of course, and then we're eighty percent on our hops. So eighty percent of our hops are grown on one family farm out in Western Mass. Um, so why that's so important to me is because it's really a unique um, approach to making beer. When I was studying brewing school twenty years ago, we didn't learn about barley or hops being grown in New England. It was all you know Western Europe, Eastern Europe, Yakima Valley, Washington. And but once I realized it's actually kind of an old school idea to source ingredients in this part of the part of the world and be able to get something that's uh, truly unique and got a flavor that you just can't get anywhere else. That that for me was what made it so exciting to make a beer that had a true sense of place and that would really highlight the unique agriculture that's going on here in New England. Yeah, um, and it really shows. Um, and I have another question here. Mo and I are big fans of uh, Crooked Current out of Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. 
and also huge fans of Jester King out of Texas. Do you guys have a sorority where you, you sell each other secrets or something like that? The female brewer is kind of dominating now. <laughs> Robin, you want to take that? I think we just all like beer. I'm not sure <laughs> how to answer that one more. You can go with that. But. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we it's definitely a collegial environment, and we all like to, to innovate, so we're all kind of trying to do our own thing. But if we can help one another out, we absolutely do. That's the fun of it. You see so much collaboration these days. It's pretty it's I pretty know. Cool. One, one really funny thing to say is, like, working in the tap room all the time and talking to so many people, I, I can't tell you how many times people will say, like, oh, my God, there's another brewery popping up, like, you know, 15 miles away or 5 miles away or whatever it might be, you guys must be nervous. And, I'm, and I always throw that analogy at them. I'm like, you know, if, if three restaurants open up in, you know, in town, nobody freaks out when there's, you know, a restaurant opening up. I'm like, why do you do that for a brewery? I go, no. I go, we're excited because it makes more people come to the area and we send each, you know, people each other's way and it's all good. But I, I don't think people quite get that the culture of, you know, craft breweries are like, you know, we're on the same team. We want to see everybody mm -hmm. do good. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. definitely true. I mean, you guys are all in the same industry together. I, I see that a lot with breweries that are close to each other. Um, we've seen that on trips yeah. that we've been on before. You know, you go to one brewery and you, you start talking to the bartender and all of a sudden you have two other breweries that you want to go to down the street. So. And they, they send everybody each other's way. I do the same thing. Absolutely. I, I do the same thing. And, and it, that just makes sense. So, I mean, it that keeps everybody's... Keeps everybody's breweries semi-busy anyways, so um, mm -hmm. definitely understand that thought good. process. Um, we want to mm -hmm. get into a quick thing here with you. Um, we try to do this with yep. all of our guests. We're going to get into a little four-pack of questions. So we're going to ask you two beer-related questions and then two non-beer-related questions. Are right, you... I'm going to let Maureen answer these. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, you can both answer if you want to. Feel free. No, that's okay. Maureen will do it. All right, first beer-related question. What is your favorite hop to work with and why? I'm going to have to say there's two of them. It's tough to choose. So they are. They both begin with the letter R. One is Rakow, and the other is uh, Rainier, Mount Rainier. So Rakow is a New Zealand hop, but they're actually growing it for us out in Western Mass at Four Star Hop Farms. And it's just so incredibly unique, the way the, uh, the terroir, the agriculture here, gives off such a really nice stone fruit, apricot, kind of um, pineapple-y. Uh, aroma to it. So we've been using it in a couple of our IPAs experimentally and it was a little tough to get from them last year because they didn't have a great um, growing season, but I'm so hopeful that this year they're going to be able to, to provide us with a, a large poundage for that so we can keep putting that in our IPA. But it's just got a truly, truly unique flavor that you can't even get out of the New Zealand soil. And then uh, same thing for the Rainier. It's typically more of a all-purpose hop, but it's got a great aroma to it too. It's like just full of this kind of juicy, fresh, citrusy aroma. Awesome. I I didn't expect to get two hops out of you, but that's even better than one. So <laughs> fantastic. That's a that's a hard question. A lot of our guests kind of struggle with that one. You know, what's my favorite well, hop so to work with? So many to choose from. Exactly. Um, second beer-related question. Uh, what's your favorite brewery in New England right now? I mean, obviously, you're going to be a little partial to your own beer. I assume you drink your own beer, and you should. Um, but if, is there another brewery in New England that you're kind of, like, obsessed with right now? Um, I would say there's one in particular that I admire admire highly. I mean, there's so many to be obsessed with. But I really love what they're doing over at uh, Jack's Abbey in Springdale. Those guys are uh, – the way they've – 
they've grown, the way they've supported the industry, the way they're involved in the industry, but not to mention they started as a lager brewery, which is just one of the most unique approaches to being a craft brewery. And then in addition to that, they add on Springdale, which is all all ales and mostly IPA. So pretty pretty cool that they're taking that on. And every time I go there, they have an amazing assortment of beers. But I like the fact that I think that Maureen, it's, you know, we choose them as they're nice people and we've gotten to know them and there are people not far from us that are always mm. friends of us and mm-hmm. helpful and the beer is great. So, um, I mean, that helps, but they're just a, a, a good company, good good family great people yeah they've done a great job of expanding too i mean you see them on shelves everywhere the quality is still great and they're still local Mm -hmm. to around here and doing collaborations Mm -hmm. with breweries as big as finback so yep really cool stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, they're big but they still like like communicate and work with people like us and that's what makes them really cool yeah our uh our third question for you guys favorite drink that is non-alcoholic Ooh. Or other, like other than beer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Robbie, you want to take this? Uh, yeah, chocolate milk. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> milk, milk is popular <laughs> among the brewers. I'm kind of into making smoothies, right? We're coming into that nice berry season, so <laughs> making making some smoothies, maybe a little protein powder in there. There we nice. go. A shot of gin. Oh, wait, we said non-alcohol. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, originally, we originally intended that question to be favorite drink that is not beer. Yeah. We worded it specifically, okay. so just in case we had some wino beer people, <laughs> you know, that, you know, <laughs> frequented a bottle of you know, Merlot or something. We didn't say wine because we, we drink wine like beer and we get in trouble, so we don't stay away from <laughs> wine. We, we drink it too fast. And Mo, drum roll, like please. Wine. This is the probably the most important question that we'll ask tonight. Uh, yep. Mo, I'll let you do the honor. Yeah, this is my favorite question that we ask all brewers um are you a dog person or a cat person and you both can answer so that i get the answer that i want <laughs> so absolutely a hundred percent dog person yes I've got yes. three dogs oh yeah i've got uh huskies i've got a mother and her son husky and i'm dogs a thousand percent we have four dogs here right now what oh, this cats, is great. not my thing do we, we've I like been cats. I, in fact, we have so many animals here. Like we're animal rescue. We we're hosting some animal rescue events and stuff. We're big into that. But I like everything more into dog person. But I rescued a turtle like two days ago when I was running. Um, so I don't know. I like everything. But yeah, we we have four dogs here right now staring at us and listening to this. <laughs> I'm, well, I've been to update the question: dog person, cat person, turtle person. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm getting completely <laughs> swept. I'm a cat person, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. I like uh, cats. I love cats. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm on record, I love cats. I like breathing, I so I, I don't enjoy cats. Yeah, Ben is highly allergic, so he can't be around cats. That's yeah. the reason why he hates cats. Yeah. So I mean. So Ben, I spend half my uh, every like three hours a day keeping our Siberian huskies from eating my one and only cat. So <laughs> I love them that much that I. That's why I like it. dogs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, guys, you have been great. Uh, Mo, can you tell them where to find them? Do you guys have any events coming up that you'd like to plug uh, while you're on the air? Or? Yeah, sure. So we're at 4 Industrial Road in Milford, which is a really convenient two-minute drive off 495, um, exit 19. And uh, we have live music every Saturday night. As Robin said, we've got a pet adoption event coming up. um, I want to say that's in early July. And uh, other than that, we don't have anything to... We have a lot of fundraisers, but there's nothing that we're really, you know, independent stuff. But A couple of new beers coming out. We always have eight beers on draft. You'll always see something new every time you come in. We've got a fruit beer on every single time. We've got a new um, 
uh, nut brown ale that'll be out in about three weeks or so. So yeah, always got some new stuff happening. I think it's just a fun place to come, and you know the doors are open. It's summer now, sort of, except for the last couple of days. But just a fun place to come hang out. Are you guys open seven days a week? We're five days a week, closed Mondays and Tuesdays, okay. and then we're uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Open at noon on Saturday and open at noon on Sunday. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on. Again, that's Maureen and Robin Fabry from Craft Roots Brewing in Milford. You can follow them on Instagram at craftroots underscore brewing on uh, Instagram. Just said that. Yep, and you find them on Facebook, Craft Roots Brewing, website craftrootsbrewing.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. We'd love to have you back on the show again sometime, and we're definitely going to come out and see you guys real soon because yeah, we'll I be need to see soon. this place. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks Thank so you much. so much, yeah. guys. You have a good night. Thank you very much. Uh, guys, that was Maureen and Robin. They were great. Man. Awesome. That, those are some of the best guests we've had. I know. Unbelievable. We still have some house cleaning items for you coming up after the break. We ended, as always, with Shelfer of the Week. Noob Tap Takeover, 990WBOB.com. You're listening to 990WBOB.com, Renegade Radio. That's about it. I guess I ain't about it. Estimate that if I rap for 20 years, I'm bouncing, probably going to counseling, or I might just stick around. All right, we're back. Noob Tap Takeover 990, WBOB.com. This is They Ain't Woke from Risky Biz, uh, at Risky Biz Music on Instagram. Thank you to them for all of our intro music. And, of course, our popular, critically acclaimed theme song on our podcast. My favorite song. N-E-W-B-D on iTunes. Download today. Um, Love those tunes. Mo, we are going to f- close up with some housekeeping items. You yeah. have a couple of great articles about the local happenings in beer. Why don't you take it away? Yeah, I wish I had a cool name for this, but it's just, you know, house cleaning items. Yeah. Um, I kind of just wanted to touch upon real quick here. Um, you know, we're coming into the summer months. The weather is kind of behaving a little bit. We're going to start drinking outside real soon if you haven't already. Um, so I kind of just wanted to touch base with everybody and let you know about some beer gardens. Uh, that'll be kind of popping up over the summer. Obviously, everybody knows about the Trillium Garden on the Greenway. I'll lead with that one. Yeah. Um, you know, that's open Wednesday through Sunday, closed on Monday, Tuesday. Um, they open at 2 during the week and then 11 o'clock on the weekends. Um, so I, I actually haven't been out there to see this yet. Me either. I don't um, go to Boston enough. Me neither. It's pathetic. And when you when, when you do go there, it's like, you know, you go to like one or two places and you're not really like bouncing around everywhere, but... I'd love to get up there at some point, but if you are in the area and uh, you want to grab a beer outside, the Trillium Garden on the Greenway, obviously a great place to start. If you're not in that area, however, they also have a summer beer garden at Castle Island. Maybe not a brewery that you would have thought uh, to go to, Nice. but they have a um, 5,000 square foot of space, uh, Southeast Expressway. Um, really cool, really cool spot. I've been up there once. Um, they always have a ton of cool drafts on, and yeah. a lot of stuff that you won't find in a liquor store. You know, you don't think of like, oh, I'm not going to go there because that's all the beer I'm going to find on the shelves. But no, they they do stuff just at the brewery too, stuff that you can't find. So, and Castle Island's definitely a brewery that knows what they're doing as far as like brewing different styles. Um, we've talked about them on the podcast before and on this show, I'm sure. Um, but they are they're going to open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. 
and they'll be open through mid-October. Um, so cool spot to check out. It's in Boston on 90 Traveler Street. Cool. So, you know, there's a, another Boston beer garden to check out. There's also a Craft Collective uh, beer garden, which I, I didn't even know that this existed until I read the article. Craft Collective is a craft beer distributor. Um, they distribute beers such as Proclamation. Yeah. A beer, a brewery, obviously, that we talk about every single day. We're drinking right now. Yep. They distribute Oxbow. Um, they do Finback, Single Cut, all kinds of cool breweries like that. Um, they also do Prospect Cider, if you're into that. Definitely a cool uh, alt beverage from them. Yeah. Um, but they have a Sowa, I don't know, how, uh, how do you, Sowa Beer Barn? Do you, have you ever heard of this? Yeah. S-O-W-A? Well, so, so, yeah. Soa? Yeah, I have no idea if I'm <laughs> Soa. Yeah, good. Yeah, so they operate an eight-tap line, um, eight-tap, like, bar, where they offer products that they that they offer from their portfolio. So it could be stuff from Finback. It could be stuff from Single Cut. It could be Proclamation Beers. It could be Oxbow. It could be something from their portfolio. Um, but he says the emphasis, the founder, Brian Ferguson, says the emphasis will be on styles suitable for 16-ounce pours. So not stuff that's going to get you smashed, I would assume, kind of sessionable outdoorsy yeah. type, you know, mowing, cool. mowing cool. the lawn beers. Never heard of anything like that. Um, so they're going to be open every, just Sundays, every Sunday, May 6th through October 28th from 11 to 4. So kind of a specific day and time, uh, but they're at the power station at 540 Harrison Ave. Great. No idea where that is. No. I don't know Boston at all, um, but a cool spot to go check out if you have time on a Sunday. Definitely. Uh, Notch Brewing has a mobile beer garden. Um, they actually come to you. Uh, they team up with the trustees, a nonprofit, to launch a series of outdoor beer garden experiences at eight farm and park properties. So they, if you go to their website, notchbrewing.com slash mobile beer, uh, you can find out where they're going to be. They run all the way to November. So even when the weather starts turning a little cold, you can still find some Notch Brewing uh, beers at a mobile beer garden. They just they did that collaboration with Trillium not that long ago. Yeah, I know you remember stuff. that right around uh, Extreme Beer Fest. So uh, another brewery that just that knows what they're doing. So uh, feel confident buying Notch stuff and going to their beer garden. Uh, last one I got is Wachusett Brew Yard at City Hall Plaza. Um, they have nine patios made of reclaimed wood and infused with greenery. One of the permanent features will be the Wachusett Brewing Company's Airstream Trailer, serving brewery classics like Green Monster. Mm. And their blueberry, yeah, you say what you want about that beer, it's delicious in the summertime. Popular. You know, it's like a guilty pleasure for all these craft beer nerds. Yeah. Um, they also will have tap takeovers from time to time, so definitely a cool spot there. Uh, they're operating every weekday starting at 4, uh, weekend starting at 11. Uh, doesn't actually say in this, uh, City Hall Plaza. Again, I don't know where that is, but go find that place and go have some Wachusett beers. I think it's right next to City Hall, Mo. I, I would have to guess that it's right around City Hall somewhere. If you can fly through the second one, we can do it. If not, we're going to hop over to Shell for the week. But what do you, what do you think? Oh, you want me to just fly through this yeah, real quick? Yeah, fly through it, Mo. Come so on. I got a real problem with this, something I just wanted to bounce off you real quick. This is something that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Uh, Miller Coors, you know, kind of like the enemy in the craft beer world. Yeah. They came out with this beer, and I say beer with air quotes here, um, called Two Hats. Have you heard of this? Mm, yeah, I think we mentioned it on the podcast before. Yeah, so this crazy six packs, suggested retail price of five bucks. They're like <laughs> fake craft beers. Oh my goodness. It's insane. They're 4.2% lime and pineapple, like infused beers. 
And they're just put out in the market to confuse people, to make them think that this is like a cool like craft beer. Like, oh, look at this, two hats. It's like kind of like two roads. I'm just going to buy it. And they're just out there to freaking fool people. It yeah. just, I don't it just... It just pissed me off. I don't know. It was just something I wanted to bring up real quick. Well, that's a great segue to Shelf of the Week. That is something not to buy on the shelf. Uh, but we will tell you, if you can't get the chance to go out to a brewery, we'll hit you with your Shelf of the Week. Mo, my Shelf of the Week comes from Toplin Goliath, which was in Iowa. It's a 6.8 percenter. Uh, it's called Golden Nugget. I know we've talked mm. a lot about Pseudo Sue. Pseudo Sue gets a lot of the love. Sure. Uh, but Golden Nugget is great. They have a variant, Golden Nugget with Mosaic, if you can find it. Off the chain, reasonably priced, thirteen dollars, fourteen dollars a four pack. Also comes in seven fifty glass bottles. In a cooler near you, check it out. What do you got? Uh, my shelf of the week comes from a brewery that I mentioned a little earlier. They're going to be at the Where Funk Sour Festival, Cambridge Brewing Company. Not a brewery that we talk about a whole lot. Uh, sorry, they have a beer coming out uh, that just came out. Actually, I'm going to again butcher this name real bad. Uh, the Cerise Cassie. Ah, yeah, you remember that. I do. Uh, it's brewed with 300 pounds of sour cherries, which wow. right there, I mean, you had me there. It's also aged in French oak wine barrels for 14 years. Wow. Now, I didn't misspeak there. It says 14 years in the article. That's that's. I don't even know how that's possible, but Have they I do it. Have I been drinking for 14 years? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty old. Yeah, I'm pretty old. Not all legally, but... <laughs> Um, so there's multiple fermentations in stainless steel. Then it's also spontaneously re-fermented and then gets aged in the barrels. It's a 4-2-2 on untapped. You know I'm a big untapped guy. There you go. And you can actually find these bottles around, allegedly. I have not seen them yet, but I'm, I just started looking as of like a day ago. So um, <laughs> if you can find one, grab it. Yeah, if you want to see what we are drinking on untapped, I am at Treehouse Benny on untapped. He is at Moses Malone. Check us out. You can see what we're checking in, what we're rating it. Mo, you got any shout-outs for the July 4th weekend? Um, No. I, I, I'll just shout-out my buddy Shane again from Maryland. I've been shouting him a lot, uh, shouting him out a lot lately, but nice. he's been a cool trade partner. So shout thanks, out, Shane. Shout-out to Shane. Thank you, for, uh, thank you to Kim on the board and Ryan tweeting for us all night. Uh, we will see you after July 4th, or we will see you at, at another, another time. time. Thank you very much. 990WBOB.com. Noob Tap Takeover. See you next month. See you later, guys.